Welcome to the first meditation in this series of guided meditations. This meditation is simple. It's a practice of basic mindfulness of the breath and of being with the breath here in the present moment. In each of these meditations, you'll hear a wooden block that lets you know we've started, and you'll hear a bell at the end. Today, I'm welcoming you before sounding the block, but beginning tomorrow, I'll share something short at the start of each meditation before I sound the block. So consider yourself welcome to this series of 12 guided meditations, and let's get ready to begin today's first meditation. Find a seated posture that's both alert and relaxed, settle in, and close your eyes. Now. What is meditation about? More than any formal techniques or pretzel-like cross-legged postures or pan flutes, meditation is about living in this present moment. The external world can distract us, and the thoughts and reactions the external world provokes make that presence harder. So we start by just letting the external go, and checking in with the internal, checking in with ourselves. Check in with the body, the contact between your body and the chair or cushion, the contact between your skin and the air, feeling the temperature in the room, feeling any sensations in the body that are predominant. Just sit and know that you're sitting. This isn't about doing so much as it's about being. So just be. How does it feel to be here, right now, in this body? Tune into that. Here. Now. This. As you feel the sensations within your body, you may also feel the sensations of the body breathing. Go ahead and see where you feel the breath most strongly. So the place where you connect with the breath the most, where the breath and its sensations are the most predominant for you. It may be the inflow and outflow of air through the nostrils. It could be the abdomen rising and falling. It could be the chest expanding and contracting. It could also just be the breath as a whole. But once you've identified the place where you connect best to the breath, go ahead and rest your attention there. This is like a home for our attention, which isn't to say that the mind and the attention won't wander. They definitely will. The key is when the mind wanders, when you notice your thinking, Just gently return your attention back here to the breath.
here, now, this. You can say that to yourself now in this meditation or any time thereafter when you meditate in the future. Here, now, this. We're now about halfway through this first meditation of basic mindfulness of the breath. By now, you've probably noticed that the mind wanders a lot. It's easy when we notice we're lost on some train of thought to beat ourselves up or to feel like this isn't for us. But to just reframe this situation, which is so common, when you notice that you've been thinking, you're noticing where your attention is. You can celebrate noticing where attention is. And so long as every time you notice your thinking, you gently return the attention back to the breath, you're doing this right. If your mind wanders a hundred times, cool. If a train of thought takes you away for five minutes, that's okay. It's never too late to return to the breath. It's always a good time to return here to this breath right now. Are you with the sensations of the breath? Are you thinking, planning, remembering? Are you with a sound or a smell, an emotion, with a mood? Rather than thinking about the practice as a chore to remain with the breath, think of it as an invitation to let go of literally everything that isn't the breath. Let it go, rest your attention on the sensations of breathing, and simply start again. In a sense, this process of noticing we're thinking, starting again, noticing we're thinking, starting again, is the practice. It's not the not thinking that's the practice, or the gaps that's the practice, it's the whole thing. So bringing your attention back here, now, with this breath, 
and starting again. So we've got about a minute left in the meditation, and for this last minute, I'm going to give you the gift of silence. But just remember that no matter how it feels like it's going, no matter how it feels like it's gone, so long as each time you notice your thinking, you gently return the attention back to the breath, you're doing this right. It's having a beneficial effect on your state of consciousness now, and a beneficial effect on the trajectory of your mind today. You can thank yourself for doing this for yourself taking the plunge into meditation, being here now with this, and I'll let you know when we're wrapping up. As our meditation wraps up, now is a good time to reconnect with your body. Once again, sit and know that you're sitting. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and end this first meditation. So before you jump back into this wild external world, just notice how you're feeling. Notice whether you feel any differently from 10 minutes ago. Anything you do will have an effect on your state of consciousness, your state of mind. So it could be meditating, it could be going on a run, it could be drinking coffee, it could be drinking beer, it could be talking to somebody. It could be being on social media, and probably it is for most of us, most of the time. But absolutely anything we do will have some effect, maybe slight, maybe great, on how we're doing and the state of our mind. So... The effects of meditation are very gradual. You'll notice them much more easily over a longer period of time, hence the 12-day meditation challenge. I hope you're up for it. I hope you're on board. Remember that even if your practice is a hundred times thinking, getting lost in thought, and then noticing that you're thinking, that's a hundred steps you took forward in awareness. So that is good practice. Don't get too concerned with yardsticks of how long you can go without thinking, or 
how long your mind wanders before you notice that you've wandered. These things are going to vary. They're going to be different, different days. They're going to be unpredictable. And the more you look into the mind, the more you realize that the situation is actually more bleak than we even knew. So if I had three students and I asked them how long they can go without thinking, how long can they stay with the breath or whatever the object of attention is without thinking, and one student said, say, 10 seconds, one student said 30 seconds, one student said 5 minutes. I would interpret that as the student who says five minutes being so lost in thought that they're not aware that they're lost in thought. And this is actually how it was for me when I first started meditating. So my first practice was the practice that we're going to do tomorrow, actually, a concentration practice, counting the breaths. And for a while I did it and would meditate 10, 20 minutes and say, great, okay, that was a solid 10, 20 minutes of meditation. That was with my breath. It was great. And after a week or maybe two, I started to notice that it wasn't really the solid 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I thought that actually there was so much mental activity happening that I was completely oblivious to before. And that was all the time interrupting my supposed concentration on the breath. So don't hold yourself to any exceptional standard. Don't bring a striving for excellence or perfectionism into this at all. That gets a lot of us Westerners and intellectuals into trouble. So we want to keep it simple. This first meditation was simple and it pertains to all of the rest of the meditations. So we are always here, now, with this, whatever this is, experience. And it seems so simple. It's just experience. We all have it. What's the big deal? But because attention is such an unstable force, actually being there for experience is no small task. And it's a skill. It's a skill we cultivate gradually over time, if we sat down and tried to play the piano, having never played before, we would expect to maybe be able to hash out chopsticks, if that. We certainly wouldn't hold ourselves to some high standard. So don't do the same with meditation. Don't hold yourself to any exceptional standard of performance in meditation. In fact, don't really bring performance into meditation at all. It's really not so much about doing as it is about being. And the music analogies really are fitting because if you refine attention, you can notice a lot more, either in your internal world, in meditation, or in a piece of music. And some people can develop a really refined ear. They can hear things in songs that you would never even notice or think about. And notice all this nuance, all this subtle, fine detail. And it's possible for that to be true, while at the same time, it makes no sense to say that that person who's noticing all these things is better at listening to music. So whether you're hearing a ton or not hearing much, whether you're with the breath like glue or barely holding on to the breath lost in thought over and over and over, it's all this wide spectrum that is meditation. It will be different different days. It will generally get better, but there's no telling what the state of mind will be tomorrow. That's what keeps life interesting and what makes meditation very helpful. As we learn to ride the waves on the cushion or the chair, wherever we find ourselves meditating, 
we get just a little more skillful at riding the waves in our daily lives and eventually get a little more skillful at riding the waves in our lives in the big picture. So I'm glad you've come aboard on the journey for these 12 days. Giving meditation the full try is not something you will regret. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow where we'll do a concentration practice. And until that point in time, have a great day. See you tomorrow.